Hello, and welcome back to The Current. My name is Nadia Last. I'm your host. And just a little behind the scenes, it's pretty funny. I record the intro for every single solo episode that I do like three to five times because those first 30 seconds are so hard to kind of introduce the depths that we're about to traverse together in a very quick, palatable intro. It's, it's, it never gets easier. And I always feel this like buzzing as I'm sitting down to record and this nervousness, this giddiness that takes some time to settle. So I want to walk you all through the exercise that I just led myself through in case it offers some presence and love and awareness for you all today. So wherever you're listening, if it feels comfortable and available for you, just closing your eyes, placing one hand on your chest, one hand on your belly to find your body in this moment, to find yourself. And draw awareness to your breath. Drawing your energy back from all of the places that it's been today, yesterday, the past several weeks. Bringing it home into your center from all the to-do lists and the things, the never-ending list of things to do. Allow your mind to just relax in this moment. There is nothing to think about. There's nothing to process. Send some loving gratitude to your body for carrying you through every single season of life thus far. Sending some love to your feet that bring you everywhere that you move. Filling up your chest with the energy of peace. Taking one last deep breath in together in through your nose and out through your mouth. And when you're ready, finding your way back into this space that we're co-creating together. Oh, I feel so much sparkly energy. Just sending some gratitude to yourself for finding this podcast in this moment, for finding this little pocket of the universe. Um, I'm so grateful that you're here. All right, so today, 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 I'm going to share another solo episode. And I want to clarify why I'm even doing this. Why am I sharing my voice? Because trust me, I get into spirals of self-doubt, wondering why I'm even creating this podcast, why I show up online, why I'm doing this work. I get into these cycles fairly frequently, and it's my small self. And I'm, I honor my small self because our egos, our small selves, our human selves, our bodies, they're just trying to keep us safe. 
And so whenever I get into that, this small contracted place in my body of, oh God, why did I share that? Why am I sharing these vulnerable things on a podcast that's just going out into the ethers to who knows who? I just honor that part and say, thank you for keeping me safe. Thank you for protecting me, for being my protector, for trying to keep me in a space where I can feel safe because staying hidden is safe. And then I'm brought back into courage and bravery again and again and again through my meditation practice, through journaling, through tea ceremony, through walking in nature with my doggies, and through studying my human design chart. And my life path in human design, for those who are familiar, it's called the cross of the Maya. My conscious sun sign is gate 42. And the first sentence of my life path says, you are here to describe everything that happens in your world. And there's like flutters of excitement every time I read that sentence because there's this body remembrance that that is true. That feels true in every fiber of my body. And yet my mind tries to come in all the time and say, well, what, what do you even have to say? Like, it doesn't even matter what you have to say. And again, thanking my mind, thank you for trying to keep me safe. And the body truth that I know deep in my bones is that our stories belong to all of us. Of course, there's a delicate balance between sharing and privacy. There are some things that I'm meant to work through privately and never share. And I'm really asking for guidance and wisdom from the universe to know the difference. And yet there are some things that I'm here to move through and share collectively such that people can find their own thresholds of healing. And what I go through is not any more special than anyone else. It's more that the way that I want to share my heart is in a way that's naked and vulnerable and intimate. I'm sitting here alone in my closet And I want you to feel my heart as if you're sitting right across from me. And that's why I record podcasts so you can't even see my face. Like it's just this, I'm in your earbuds right now and we're connected in this deep, deep way. And I'm creating what I want to see in the world because I am sitting here and doing one-on-one sessions and I'm in grad school to become a therapist and people are coming to me and sharing the ooey gooey dark stuff. They're starting sentences saying, you know, I've never said this out loud before, but I've never told anyone this before, but if I can be really, really honest with you, what I'm really feeling and experiencing is, and I'm holding this person's precious depth, the depth of their being, the sadness, the grief, the pain, the hurt the shame, oh my God, the shame that we all carry about experiences that we've moved through where we acted not in integrity or something happened to us that we carry shame about. That's the most insidious kind where we blame ourselves. People are bringing these experiences to me and saying, I feel so alone and isolated in this experience. And they're bringing it out of the depths and sharing it with me in such a tender, vulnerable space. And I'm sitting and and holding all this and recognizing, holy shit, 
that deep, dark thought that that person thought that no one has ever had in their life before has been thought by everyone else. And it's not to negate anyone's experience. Every person's experience is so real and so raw and so true. But it's that if we could only share with each other in a much more real and raw and tender way, we could understand this is all part of the human experience. This is like the underbelly of all of our experiences. And so my goal with this podcast, I know that that's, you know, a very big ask of people to share their deepest, darkest things in in like a, a more public way. But at least, at least I can, at least I can attempt to really open myself up in a way that helps people feel my heart. And even if my experiences are unique to me, my goal in sharing myself much more openly is so that you can hear yourself in my story. And then it creates a ripple effect. And through that ripple effect, we can all become more free and travel more lightly and feel that euphoric joy that we all want to feel so deeply, but it's by dredging up all of the icky stuff that we don't want to look at that we can finally feel liberated and alive and free. You know, I've had like a dozen podcast episodes that I've like wrote out and and scribbled out and recorded and they've never seen the light of day. And they're just like kind of collecting dust on the proverbial shelf. And I'm just like, start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. And I feel like the current of my life is sharing, describing everything that happens in my world, like my life path says. And yet I'm, you know, telling other people, follow your dreams, you know, show up, feel safe being seen. And I haven't felt super safe being seen. And I've been, you know, psyching, psyching myself up and saying, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And it's like this current is, is moving. And it's like, you know, the, the visual I get actually is of like people having jump ropes and it's like, I'm standing outside the jump rope and I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And it's like, I just have to freaking do it. I just have to jump in and start jump roping and everything's going to find its own kind of beautiful rhythm. And I'm meant to move through seasons of life and share the things that I've learned through it so that other people can find themselves in my stories, which are our stories. And I also am going to have so many more interviews on this podcast of friends and family members that I admire and mentors and guides that I've worked with and authors of books that I got a lot out of. And I'm going to continue growing the podcast in that way as well. I am a projector after all. I'm here to ask really good questions and see other people deeply and bring that sight to you all. So you can expect that as well. I'm also going to have many more conversations with Sam unpacking human design as a system and all the different nuances and flavors and things that are there. So you can expect a lot of just beautiful pieces of information and and types of things here in the coming months. So let's get into today's episode. Today's episode is called In and Through. In and Through. And the simple message here is that the fastest way to the other side of the big emotions, the recurring thoughts, the deep stuff, the dark stuff, is to go into it in order to get through it. The fastest way to get to the other side is actually going into these places that we don't want to look at. 
When I read The Untethered Soul by Michael A. Singer, a book that I recommend for folks just getting started on their spiritual path, it's an amazing book, and it was actually recommended to me by one of the founding teachers at the class um, who I had on this podcast several episodes ago. So this book, the author describes going into the deep, dark stuff, the ooey-gooey, as an analogy is basically like you have this gaping wound in your side. Something happened in your lifetime that happened too fast or in too big of a way, in a way that you weren't ready for, in a way that nobody helped explain to you like what is happening. You didn't process it. You didn't integrate it. You didn't let the big emotions that came up, you didn't help them kind of like move through and metabolize through your system. That is a gaping psychic wound in your side. And many of us, we go through these experiences and it was like, wow, that was intense. Like I'm going to try and move on now. And we just keep bandaging it and things bump up against it that trigger us or activate us in some way that activate that wound that feel really icky we basically like, rather than actually doing anything about the wound, we're like, okay, we'll just avoid those situations entirely. And I'm so guilty of this, by the way, I do this too. It's human. It's like, ouch, that hurt. I'm going to try to do everything I can to not get hurt again, but that's just a bandaid and it doesn't actually solve anything. And all of a sudden we're just avoiding so many different scenarios and people and places and things that we're getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Meanwhile, this wound is festering. It is such a lie that time, just time, heals all wounds. Sure, time can pass, but regardless of how much time has passed, if you don't really work with that thing, that wound, it will just fester. Sure, it might scab over, but at any given opportunity where something comes too close into contact with that wound, it'll tear right open again. And so time isn't what heals all wounds. Going into and through that wound is what heals the wound. The analogy for in and through is basically like rather than just continuing to bandage the wound and keep yourself, buffer yourself from things that might make it angry and irritated, it's taking time out of your life and finally getting surgery. And that surgery might be time and money intensive It might take time out of other things that you want to do. You might have some downtime as a result of healing from the surgery, but this is the real work that you're finally actually healing the thing such that you can move around and finally do all the things that you love to do and be around whoever, and it won't feel as activated. And we're all walking around with these psychic wounds and the work is being able to find the space and the time to finally do it. And I pulled a tarot card for this episode, as I typically do, asking for guidance about what most needs to be shared. And I pulled the Eight of Wands, which is a card that you can see all these wands moving in a really fast direction through through midair. It's about movement and fast-paced change. So in and through is about movement. It's about finally, finally traveling lightly, getting over the stuff that you carry around with you like a suitcase. And the quote that was in there says, do not wait. The time will never be just right. So consider this your sign. If as I've been talking about these psychic wounds, something has been swimming to the surface, maybe a memory, maybe a recurring thought that you have. 
maybe a dream that you have, maybe this feeling of just blanket anxiety, that this might be your opportunity to finally go into and through that thing, to finally heal yourself. Now, I really wrestle with how to share stuff like this and stuff meaning the deep emotional, spiritual, mental health stuff. And the reason why I wrestle with it, because it's a, it's a Pandora's box. It's a can of worms. I can sit here and say, you know, go into and through that. But really, if you've moved through some deep trauma in your lifetime, where it feels so intense to even go, even think about going toward that thing, what you really likely need is professional help. Professional help, meaning somebody who's trained, trauma-informed, a licensed therapist, uh, a licensed psychologist, a licensed psychiatrist even, somebody who can really help you move through those big things in a way that you feel resourced. The reason why I wrestle with this is because these services are expensive. They cost a lot of money. There are a lot of folks out there who don't have access to healthcare, period, let alone healthcare that would cover services like these, or they don't have discretionary income to cover services like these. And so it makes my heart hurt as an aspiring therapist myself because I want these practitioners to be paid. I believe that their services need to be compensated. That emotional labor that goes into that work and that profession, they need to be paid. There needs to be an energetic exchange. And yet the people that are left out of these services are the ones that are the least resourced in our society. And it makes my heart hurt so much. My little sister a few weeks ago texted me and texts like these are coming in more frequently now that I've chosen this path to becoming a therapist. And she was letting me know that one of her friends is deeply struggling and has had some really, really hard thoughts and that my sister was kind of at a loss for what to do. My heart breaks because my, you know, my initial suggestion is, hey, they need professional help. And she was saying she doesn't have the money for it. And this is the reality for so many people right now. And it's a really difficult thing because it's hard to know where to turn that person. And so ultimately I sent them a few hotlines, but beyond that support, it's, it's difficult. I feel like I come up short. And so my intention with this podcast is to create a space of curiosity and openness for folks, but ultimately you know yourself best. And so if this feels too painful and too much, trust your body. And just as a side note, as I continue to dip my toes into this field, I'm becoming more and more impassioned that so much change needs to happen. There needs to be a way that we can connect these resources with folks who need them the most. I'm just sending out this bat signal into the universe for whoever's listening and whoever has ideas for ways to do this. My wheels are absolutely turning in terms of different funds that I could start fundraising for folks to donate to therapy funds for folks, especially folks who are marginalized in our society, um, socioeconomically, racially, et cetera. So with that preamble out of the way, I do want to share what I went through this weekend. And I just want to caveat that this was not a traumatic event. This was not something that completely destabilized me. This was a fairly benign thing that happened that rocked me a bit. And I just want to share the practices that I went through in case this is helpful for anyone who is just moving through their day-to-day life 
and has something happen that feels icky in their body. So this past weekend, I was in a situation in which I was caught in somebody else's anger. There was a lot of anger that was directed toward me that felt pretty jarring. And the reason why it felt jarring is because the way that I was raised, I was raised in a family where we didn't talk about things. And it's only been, you know, in the last few years that my parents have really started talking to me about the stuff that we went through and helping me integrate our experiences, my childhood. And I'm really proud of them. They've done some amazing work to be able to finally own what we went through as a family. But growing up, things happened that were never discussed. And so as a result of that, I find that confrontation is extremely uncomfortable for me. And it's a lesson. It will be a lifelong lesson to learn how to go into and through conflict. When something's coming up with a friend, I tend to shy away from it rather than, you know, writing a letter to that friend and then ultimately figuring out what I need to say to that person. And and so much healing came when I was working in the corporate space and I learned how to have healthy, boundaried, and professional conflict with folks where I had disagreements. So, but it's still uncomfortable for me. It still feels weird in my body to have someone be angry with me. And I got caught up in this anger and it felt really wild and it rocked me and I didn't feel centered at all. I felt barreled by that wave. I went through that experience and I kind of shut down and that happened over the weekend and I kind of pushed through it, hung out with some friends, had some sessions early in the week. And then by midweek, I just felt a lot of heaviness in my body. I was moving slowly I didn't feel right. And this is our signal. Our bodies know. Our bodies are such incredible, wise receivers and signalers of what is actually happening. And so I felt myself slowing down and old me would have just pushed through that exhaustion and, you know, drank a lot of coffee. I took stimulants for a lot of years and I would have just kind of like pushed through my body's natural signals that are saying, Nadia, pull over, pull over your car. There's something here to look at. And we're very quick to dismiss the things that we move through emotionally because they're not tangible. And so I basically had this like psychic wounding in my system because I experienced such big emotions from somebody else. And it was bringing up a lot within me. It was stirring up a lot. I felt really small. I felt really silenced. I felt pretty targeted. When I went through this experience, I just decided, you know what, I'm going to take this half day off. My body is feeling like all I want is to wrap myself up in a blanket and curl up on the couch. And so I'm going to honor that. I'm going to honor that there's something here. And I was feeling really sad and really sorry for myself and just really shaken by the experience. And so I journaled about it for some time and I allowed my small self to come through my inner teenager that was like, this was so petty. I can't believe this person, blah, 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 blah basically just allowing myself to have a moment of venting and frustration. And so then when I let that that part speak, I decided to let a few people in my life that I really trust into the situation. I was spiraling. I was like, you know, I'm worthless. I cannot believe that this person said this about me. Maybe everything that they said is true. I am really, really sad. I feel small. What is the point of sharing my voice at all. 
I have no idea what I'm talking about. Like it just snowballed from there. It was a flurry of thoughts that came through because of the situation. And so I let the people in my life know my partner, Scott, a couple close friends, and I have this beautiful group chat with a couple friends and we send voice memos back and forth. And I'm often encouraging both of them take up space, take up space because early on in this voice memo group, uh, the other two folks would, would apologize. We all would apologize, but they would apologize and say, I'm sorry that I'm talking so much. And I would always kind of like hit it back to them and say, don't apologize, take up space, take up space, take up space. But when it came time for me to let other people into the like sadness that I was feeling, I was like curled up on the couch. I felt like I was like shriveling up and like, woe is me. And I didn't want to let anybody in because it felt like such a low, dark place. I mustered up the courage and I let them into the situation. And it was so helpful to get other people's perspective on it because First of all, I was apologizing for taking up space, of course. And they were like, hey, Nadia, you have to take your own medicine here. Do not apologize. And then the second is they really helped me understand like this situation. It sounds like it's actually not about you and that you got caught up in another person's misdirected anger. And that really, really helped me kind of like broaden my perspective a little bit and I was still feeling heavy in my body after I let people in and I, you know, I distributed the load. Basically, I was so heavy within my own system. And so I broke it up a little bit and passed out a few pieces to a couple friends. And then I decided to go on a long walk in the hills behind our house with my two dogs by myself. My partner is traveling right now. As I was walking, I just kind of intuitively decided to speak out loud to this person. I said my piece about what it is that I I felt, you know, upset about and how I was treated. And then I just sent them love. Love, 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 love. It's so simple. It can sound so cheesy. And yet this is the healing energy that our planet needs so desperately right now. So I just sent them love and I said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for anything that I did that hurt you. I send you so much love. And I just felt the load lighten immeasurably. And then I came home. I called my partner, Scott, who again is traveling. We had a little conversation. And then I set my phone down and I decided to pull a few tarot cards. I was pulling these tarot cards And I was humming to myself and I was sort of like emptying out all of the ick that I felt in my body. And my practice for doing this, I go, and I realized as I was writing the outline for this episode that it's basically saying like, shoo, like shoo, get out of here. Like shoo, like move, 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 move this stuckness. I was singing. I I was having like a full on kind of like seance for this energy that was not mine that I really wanted to just move. It felt too heavy in my system. And all of a sudden I hear some like gentle twanging, almost as if I heard a guitar and I was home alone. So I kind of panicked. I was like, is there anyone around me? Like what's going on? And I pick up my phone and realize that Scott was still on the line. (laughs) So he was playing his guitar from where he was, where he was traveling to. 
And I was like, Scott, have you been here the whole time? And he was like, yeah, like some weird stuff was going on. And I was like, I cannot believe that you just joined my private like ceremony for letting go of all this duck emotion. I felt so vulnerable and like <laughs> just so silly. And he was like, no, it's kind of cool. Like what what's going on? I was like, I actually just pulled three tarot cards. And then there was this knowing that filled up my body. Like the first two cards were for him. He has a business idea right now and he's considering starting uh, a company. And there were some really beautiful cards that I pulled that were kind of encouraging his path. And then the last card that I pulled, I just felt intuitively was for me. And it was the reverse Ace of Cups. And I looked up the meaning and it's basically the card that's all about self-love. It just filled my body with this knowing, this spiritual knowing that this situation, so easy to get caught up in other people's big emotions or in my own. And I just felt this complete full body expansion into self-love and giving that love to myself and then allowing that overflow to be sent out to the people in my life. So I turned this event into an incredible opportunity to just come back to myself and center and send love and resource. And that entire experience, I was like, damn, that was just a microcosm of what we can do if we're just healing ourselves in real time. If we're pulling our car over to the side of the road and rather than continuing to drive when our service light is on and just looking under the hood and sending some loving healing energy to ourselves. And I hope that this helps anyone if you're going through something similar in and through, in and through. And the title of this podcast episode is inspired by one of my mentors. And I actually support her in um, facilitating healing retreats. That's all I'll say about that on the podcast. But if you're interested in attending a healing retreat, please message me. Um, We have a couple coming up this year. And during these healing retreats, my mentor, who's a licensed therapist, she'll always say in and through, that's how you get through this. And it's in those environments that people feel the most supported to do that. They have professional help. They're being guided and supported and held in these really big expressions of the inner rage or inner grief or inner sadness that needs to come through. You know, on our last retreat, there was somebody who was grieving the loss of a sibling who had passed really unexpectedly and tragically in an accident. There was somebody who was experiencing deep, deep rage around early childhood abuse that they had experienced. There was somebody who was sharing some really dark thoughts that they had felt completely trapped in and ashamed of that they were able to bring to the group. And It was just so humbling to witness in real time the magic that happens, one, when you're in circle with other people, peers, people who are just as much along their own human journey, and bringing these parts of yourself into the circle to be shared, witnessed, transmuted, gone through, experienced in the body, and then finally seeing how much lighter people felt as they were leaving this retreat. So if you're listening to this and you're like, how do I know if it's time to go inward, if it's time to pull my car off to the side of the road and do some inner healing, one of those invitations can be a trigger. 
having an outsized reaction to a seemingly benign circumstance, something that feels kind of humdrum, that you have this big emotion that like comes into your body like a whoosh, whether it's anger or fear or grief or sadness or some sort of big emotion, if that's coming up to something, it's usually your sign that it's not about that circumstance at all. It's actually your body remembering a you know, visceral response that it had for a previous situation that you've gone through that wasn't actually moved through your system at that time. Many of us didn't have parents when we moved through big things in our childhoods. Many of us didn't have a parent that kind of took our hand and said, I know that was really scary and overwhelming. Let's cry about it. Let's rage about it. Let's work through this together. Many of us were told, you know, get over it, or it wasn't discussed at all. And so it's a lot of reparenting work that we're doing by recognizing our triggers now and um, being kind to ourselves. Another invitation could be that you're feeling sluggishness, heaviness, sadness for some reason. That was my signal this time. And speaking of inner child work, that night after I pulled the tarot card and did the love nature walk meditation, I just decided, like, how would I treat a child that walked through my door and was like, somebody yelled at me and I feel really sad and I feel kind of scared. Like, I would wrap that child up in my arms and say, you know, let's order food from your favorite restaurant and watch a movie. And that's exactly what I did that night. So I had this inner child night where I was really tender with myself and I was reparenting myself and saying that was scary. That was big. Like, how can we just help you feel safe and centered and grounded? Another sign that it's time to go inward, to go in and through, are dreams. I have an episode about dreams and connecting with the intelligence and the subconscious themes of your dreams. And dreams have this unbelievable ability to bring you back into experiences that you've moved through in your life that you kind of forgot about. And so it can feel really intimidating to say, okay, I'm going to go back and heal everything that I've ever been through. And I find that dreams have this beautiful way of opening up opportunities for healing in a way that is like picking away at it little by little. And so, you know, I'll have dreams about a relationship that uh, happened when I was younger or, you know, feeling left out in middle school, things like that, that our conscious minds are very quick to dismiss But our dreams remind us like, oh, there's some big emotions there that kind of got trapped in that situation. And then when I wake up kind of using that as an opportunity to just send a little bit of healing love to my middle school self, as an example. I also want to offer a few ways to process, to integrate, to feel secure and grounded. One is sharing with a trusted friend, family member, or perhaps a trained therapist or trauma-informed coach. Ultimately, the person that you share with should be someone that can actually hold space. And what I mean by that is that they're not offering unsolicited advice. They're not projecting their experiences onto your experience. They're listening with a kind and loving ear and saying, oh, that must have been so hard. I'm so sorry that that happened. Let's be here now. I love you. And you can ask for that from the people in your life. If you're in relationships where the well-worn groove is giving each other advice and fixing things, you can ask and say, 
hey, can I share something with you? I'm actually not looking for advice. I don't need it to be fixed. I'm just looking to be witnessed and to be sort of validated in my experience. I'd love, I'd love for you to listen. Another way in is just naming the emotion that you're feeling in your body. Sometimes that can be the most grounding thing when your body is filled up with an emotion and just naming, what is this thing? Is this anguish? Is this anger? Is this sadness? Is this regret? Is this remorse? Just naming that emotion and then getting into relationship and communication with that emotion and saying, how do you want to be expressed through my body? So let's say you're feeling an insane amount of anger electrifying your body. Anger is a very active emotion. Perhaps the way to move it in your body is a primal scream in your car or in your shower or in a place that you feel safe. Perhaps it's, you know, taking your fists onto your pillow and punching it, (laughs) which I do. I do sometimes. Anger is sacred. Anger shows us where we begin and another person ends. It creates boundaries between ourselves and other people. It shows us, hey, you crossed my boundary. That was not okay. Anger is such a healthy, important thing for us to harness and work with in our society. Perhaps the way in is having a full-blown meltdown or a tantrum. I've thrown myself onto the ground as if I was a toddler very recently. And, you know, we have to remember that when we come into this life, the first thing we know how to do is cry. It takes babies much longer to learn how to smile and laugh and feel those sort of joyful and euphoric emotions. It's only through the crying and the tantrum and the meltdowns that we can get to the euphoric joy. And so in a safe place where you feel held, maybe letting yourself really break down. A shower can also be a really good place for this. I find water to be so healing. So, you know, just crying, a really good cathartic cry. I also really love using comfort food as a means of making myself feel better. So it's similar. It's like a loving parent energy. Like, here you go. I made you this soup, like chicken noodle soup. Um, There's actually a burrito that I like to get myself when I'm going through a really low season. And it's called the Porky Burrito. And if any of my friends listen to this episode, they're going to laugh out loud because I freaking love this porky burrito. It's basically a quesarito and it has the juiciest pork and it has like all the pork juice like gets into all the like uh, rice and beans. And it's just the most delicious comfort food. And I swear to God, it's just like a hug around me. And I will get a porky burrito and say, you know, like, I got you. I love you. Like, you're okay. Like grounding myself. And then when I eat the comfort food that ultimately like satisfies something really deep within me. Um, but I'm not using that as a means of numbing myself either. It's like I, I'm using food as a complementary access point for safety and security. Physical exertion can be a really beautiful way in, especially for those who identify as male. And, you know, if you have a lot of testosterone that's moving through your system, but regardless of your identified gender, just a means of kind of like using your body to move emotions, punching things, working out, running, sit-ups, like whatever feels physically good for you. I do a lot of dancing by myself in my office. uh, So that feels like a really good way to move emotions. And creative outlets, 
flow activities, ways to get into your body, activities that you can do for me. It's folding laundry or cleaning my house, but things where I'm not thinking, I'm in my body. Basically what's going to happen, the invitation here, why would you go in and through? It's again so that you can actually move quickly toward the things that you want. You might not recognize that you're not able to go after your goals and your dreams and the things that you want to do on this plane in this lifetime because you're just traveling with too much gunk stored up in your body. You know, I work with a lot of people who are like, I'd rather just not tackle this. I'd rather just like not go into that. And of course, trust your body and trust the right timing. But when it does feel right, the reason why you would be incentivized to do this is because it's kind of like you've been doing dial-up internet your whole life and you have this opportunity to move into high-speed internet. The output that you're really yearning for is by clearing out the gunk in your system. And I think that's why I pulled this Eight of Wands card, which is all about fast-moving momentum, being able to move through things by, you know, it's counterintuitive. Again, getting the surgery for the psychic wound. There's going to be some downtime. It's going to take you out of other activities that you could be doing, you have to prioritize it. But then when you do that, you will be so much healthier on the other side and you'll be able to do so much more with your life. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I'm so grateful for you. If this resonated with you in any way, please, please send me a note. I respond to every single message I receive. I love, 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 nothing more than to hear from you what this made you think of or what part really landed for you. Um, And if you have any specific questions, because I'd love to answer those in future episodes. And then finally, if you'd like to support this little fledgling project of mine, you can leave a review if you feel called on Spotify. I think there's just an option to just add your rating, but then you can actually leave a review in Apple Podcasts. And that's how people can find this and hopefully find new thresholds of healing through the different conversations that happen here. Thank you so much for being here. I love you and we'll talk soon.